Hello, and welcome to the Harry Man Show, episode 86. Today, we, I have a longtime good friend, Brett Fox. How you doing, Brett? Hi, how are you, man? Brett is a singer, songwriter, serviceman, all the above, awesome dude. Got him on the show in the studio. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. I'm I've been watching all I've been watching a lot of the shows that you've been doing. I'm obviously watching your content. I'm just excited that I'm actually here, man. Yeah, I mean this is uh I should have did this a long time with you, honestly, but I finally have the room set up and it's a lot better and yeah, et cetera. Dude. No, I love it. I love what you're doing in here. It's 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 it's, a, it's really awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, where I live. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> I'm kinda shocked. I'm actually shocked when I stepped in. I was like, Wow, this dude's popping off in here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So this show is about you, enough about me. Um, you obviously have some cool stuff going on. I kind of want to touch bases and a little bit of your history. The band you're playing with, uh, you're still working on the album, is that correct? Yes. I'm, so right now I'm working on The Struggle Bus, and I'm working on another album. It's called, uh, what's the name of the album? So the, so, the, so the one that I've been working on for almost a year now is The Struggle Bus. That's a cool name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of got this cool cover idea. We're still working with it. Um, I, I got like three iterations, but we're probably going to do like five until I find the right one. Uh-huh. But I keep writing these new songs, and I'm. it's been a year. Mm-hmm. And that's like a year of not being able to put another album out. So I'm just going to drop an album by myself called Plump. So are you doing everything yourself, or are you, you hiring people as you go? Or I'm you... hiring people as I go, but for for the one that I'm dropping right now, the sooner one, mm-hmm. the one that I just started, I'm going to do myself pretty much entirely. Nice. And so you're multi instruments across the board. Then. Yeah, yeah. I do the I do the I do the bass. I do the drums. I do the guitar. If drums. I'll, if I can't do it, then I will give it to someone else. But for punk, it's the simplest beats ever. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, punk is a, a different element of punk drumming. Is it? More to it than people think. Yeah, but that's all I can do. If you tell me, I, you tell me to do anything else, I can't. I can't do anything else. I can't. I can't play any other beat that isn't. I can't now, do it. Are, are you? Uh, as you write a song, are you thinking drums first? Or are you thinking? What do you? You let that just come as an extra layer after. Well, when it comes to the song construction, I think that like, I, I do it two ways. I'll I'll talk. What I do is I do a lot of. I obviously I don't I don't just do the music i i write a lot of poetry um right. usually it's an, an eternal emotional poetry mm-hmm. so i'll surprise myself when i say something or say like a phrase or a group of words that sounds really good it just sounds phonically really good mm-hmm. and then i'll revolve a, the lyrics around that line or that group of words or that rhyme scheme or something like that and then i'll construct a song from there that's one way i do it but most of the time it's I'm sitting down. I'm playing the acoustic. I got in my house. If you ever come to my house, I got, I got an acoustic guitar in every room. Nice. I got cheap ones. I got a Taylor over there. I got in in the living room. I got the Yamaha, but in the bedroom, I got one everywhere. So, so access whenever, to everything. Right. Yeah. And it's usually me. I sit down. I just grab the guitar and I play a progression. I didn't know I knew. Mm-hmm. And I do it. And I'm like, great. And I record it on my phone real quick. Got it. And then I'll perfect it. And then I'll record it again for like two, however long. I get the verse, chorus, verse, chorus thing going. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just think of words to go with it. Um, I have like a, I kind of have like a backlog of a lot of songs too. Like I'm not, I'm going to use. It's so just you, I haven't found the passion yet. You don't find yourself pressuring yourself to write songs. It just kind of flows through. You oh, totally flows. Good. Totally flows. I am not pressured at all. Good. They're flying out. Cause that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not yeah. a songwriter, but I can just imagine trying to force that fucking thing. Well, out. The worst part is when you can't think. Yeah. The worst part is when you can't like, it, like there's sometimes where like especially when it's like a song, an angry song or a rage song. I'm so angry. 
that I can't it's hard to get say the words that. out. I'm not laughing at you. No. You're just smiling I, while you say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, no, you're good. It's just that there's this internal rage. It's yeah. like I can't even – all I want to do is just yell. So sometimes it's like, but the progression is so good. I want to, like, write a song with it. But. Strike me as a very nice man. Yeah. <laughs> as a compliment. Oh, yeah. No, like. no I, I, like, I, try to, I try very hard to outward be this very, you know, happy, smiley, try to make you feel like you're the only person that matters in my life as I'm talking to you. Yeah, you're I do good that with everyone. That. Yeah, you're good And then, you know, the deeper side of me is I leave it at the door at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I I, I kind of jumped ahead there, but I kind of want to talk about Brett Fox and Something Outrageous. Yeah. Uh, what albums have you guys put out so far? So the only album that I put out so far is The Crowbar Situation, which is out everywhere. You can find it anywhere. Um, and that was more of, it was just my first time doing an album myself. Okay. I've been on other projects before. Uh-huh. Um, I've recorded tracks for other other bands. I've recorded whatever. I played with, with other bands live. It's just that this is my first. That was my first time doing my own project. And was that like a big leap for you, or was that something you always wanted to do? A, well, a couple of the songs on that album I've had written for years nice. um, before that, but I definitely just wanted to do it. I, I had a vision. I was like, I wanted a. I wanted to. I just wanted to do it, and I did it. Nice. And did you hit, what kind of bands were you in prior to that? Were you like, obviously you're a younger man, were you playing since a teenager? What were you doing? Like the, I started playing guitar when I was like 10. Nice. Um, my mom gave me, um, it was for, I believe my birthday when I was young. I might've been, I might've been more like eight. Um, I got this Alvarez acoustic. Um, there's a video too of it happening. It's like super awesome, but, huh. um, Got it, kept it under my bed for a couple years, and then I think what started the the love for guitar was was I didn't have an outlet. I I, I didn't I, I came from a I, I I think my parents split when I was young, and I just didn't looking as an adult looking back at it. It's like what was I doing? I feel like what it was doing was I didn't really have the proper outlet, and I had a guitar there the entire time. I finally just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right around the same time is Green Day. I know, I know it's Green Green Day. Green Day. Green Day is one of my is one of my biggest bands. One of my favorite bands. They're the reason why I took. Well, I learned guitar. how to play drums to Dookie. So. Well, Dookie is one of. I mean, like that was like one of my first cassette tapes I owned. Right. You know what I mean? No, and that's that's for a lot of people. I mean, Green Day was an ex- extreme. Like Dookie was an extremely yeah. important album for a lot of musicians, guitarists, bass, and drums, like all of it. And I still run through the songs as practice, too. Like, they're oh, still yeah. part of what I am. Oh, that's am. great. Trey's, Trey's chops are yeah. phenomenal and iconic. But but it was Green Day that made me pick up the guitar. But instead of going the, you know, pop punk route, I went the hardcore punk route. And then I abandoned it. You know, I'm a kid. I don't really know, you know. Um, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. And I, I just found I just found pop punk to be annoying for the most part. <laughs> I found I found um, I found bands. This is my personal opinion. Not saying it's it's wrong. I just I didn't like Simple Plan. I didn't like I, I kind of like Blink One Eighty Two just a little bit at the beginning, but I don't like any of their new stuff. I don't like the the singers where they're just like, "I miss you by my locker," and gotcha. it's like you're fifty years old. You're singing about your high school girlfriend. It just it kind of bugged me out, and that's why I like Green Day because Green Day was. Early stuff was like internal, you know, anxiety stuff, and then it turned into governmental stuff, and I thought that was awesome. But then I, the underground scene was very political, very, 
very, you know, aggressive. And I liked that more. And then, and then I went to country and then I went into blues, jazz, R and B. I went to all that. Um, yeah. It's crazy. You like green day, for instance, like I went back and read the lyrics on wonder hits, but the song's about a panic attack. Oh, this, uh, panic song. Yeah. No, it's not the panic song. It's one of the big hits, but regardless, it's just weird going back and listening to it in a different light. Oh yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Like, well, it takes years to, to, for things to stew. And then it takes your perspective to change. You know, they say every seven years, everything changes. Your taste buds change the way that you perceive the world changes. I totally believe that. Yeah. I think there's certain uh, points in my life where I'm like, oh shit, that's weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's definitely with music you hear. Like I bet I haven't actually sat down and listened to Dookie, um, from beginning to end, probably in a couple of years. But I'm sure that if I did, I would just have a different taste. My I, 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 I keep bringing it up. But I recently got hooked on that because there's a song that I hear a lot of Beatles. In it when I go back, mm-hmm. I can oh, yeah. hear a lot of it in there. Oh, yeah. So that was a big album for me too. Sorry to jump into your story. No, no, dude, no, no, no. It was it was the the reason why I took it seriously. I think I just started. I taught myself how to play. Mm-hmm. I taught. I taught. So what happened was, Dookie. This is the story. This is the story about what this is a little bit more important. My dad, early in the relationship, my dad, my dad and I, it's not that we didn't necessarily get along. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, you're not, you know, he's an adult. I'm a kid. You know, it's like, you're not really getting it. And, and, you know, I didn't get to see my dad open up that much. And the most vivid memory I have of like my childhood was, like I said, my parents split. My mom sent me for Christmas, a stereo system and three albums. Uh, it was a Sum 41, All Killer, No Filler. It was a Blink-182, like, Best Hits album. And then it was Dookie. And then my, my dad and my dad's picking me up and driving me back, and he's like, he's like, what's your mom get you? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I got these CDs. And he's like, oh, Dookie, I used to listen to this when I was working on the farm. And he, he threw it in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And then Burnout. And, and, like, my dad doesn't know music at all. Yeah. And my dad is every word. He knows every word of this song. And I just remember being, like, like – like uh, just my mind blown that my dad is doing this thing. I've never mm-hmm. seen this side of him. I've never seen it. Being and, human. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it, we listened to that entire album. That was my first time listening to any of it. And I and I at the time I think I was a little kid and, and my understanding of Green Day was oh, American Idiot, Boulevard of Broken Dreams over and over again. Yeah, I never, they did overplay that song. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, but then so I went home. And I sat here just like putting headphones on just like this. And I had a, I had a, my headphones had like this long of a cord. So I had the stereo <laughs> system and I had this CD, the CD player. Uh-huh. And I just sat there this close to the stereo, just listening to this album over and over. Uh-huh. And I loved, I, I don't know what, it, now I can look back at it and say what I loved about it was the instrumentation, was the song construction and the production was just incredible. But at the time I didn't know what it was. I was just so I think I was just so encapsulated by the album and then obviously by my dad being so passionate, which I don't think I've seen yet. So I taught myself the entire album. I didn't, my, my guitar was out of tune. I didn't know how to tune it. I went on YouTube and there's this like really, really crappy video of like how to tune it. And it was back in like 2000. I don't even know. It was yeah. just when YouTube was still pretty young. Tuned it and then I did a chord. I was like, "Oh, that kind of sounded right." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna do it all." And then I and then I watched the videos of him doing it live, and I saw the the shapes were all power chords. And I'm like, "You just gotta move that shape everywhere," and it worked. And then I showed my dad. I was like, "Dad, listen. I think it was I think it was when I come around was the, the first song I really completed all the way first you know through and showed my dad. I remember my dad being 
pretty impressed with it. That's cool. Yeah. His favorite his favorite song is uh, She off that album. He loves She a lot. I'm so bad with title names, but yeah, I, I know that whole album. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. So that it brought a bond between you and your dad, that album. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, for sure. I think it, I, my mom, on the other hand, she she let me, if you saw me and my mom mm-hmm. like driving in a car, We'd be listening to like crazy bitch. We'd be listening to like heavy stuff that you'd be like, wow, this eight year old probably shouldn't be listening to this. Uh-huh. But my mom totally believed in this idea that not necessarily like no censorship, but more like exposure. Yeah. Like get the music. It's music. Yeah. Music is a, is so much different than all the other art forms. I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but I think you should get a taste of the world before the world slaps you. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. And, and my mom, and my mom did that. You know, my mom kind of let me listen to whatever I wanted and do whatever I, not do whatever I wanted, but listen to whatever I wanted. And my mom, all the way, even up until I graduated high school, she very let me just be me and be expression. Now, I'm assuming you were raised by your mom most of your childhood? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I went to high school in North Carolina, and my mom, I lived with my mom for those four years. Nice. So yeah. those are really development years <laughs> yeah that's probably the, that's probably the most defining time yeah yeah that's crazy that's another thing i think back I'm like, oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry no 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 so, it's, it is crazy yeah it sounds like you have an awesome mom and an awesome dad uh, yeah no they're they're both really great um yeah no. but your mom was was she pushing you to learn music or was she no, no she just let it be yeah i i it was totally i i taught you know i i taught my i taught myself how to play guitar I just got more passionate. I fell in love with it, and I just didn't. I didn't. I believe it or not, I know it's Green Day. We're talking about Green Day so much, but it was not Green. Green Day was like the big first band. Yeah, it's a McDonald's of punk rock. Yeah, yeah. I and shouldn't it, say that. No, no, like, no. You're right. But, but it's, <laughs> McDonald's is good. So, so I'm like, so then I, I, I the, then the next big artist, believe it or not, was Brad Paisley. Okay. Brad Paisley was the next. I think was like the 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 artist that was like, whoa, this is high end guitar playing this is high-end music mm-hmm. um and then i discovered ray charles i i think those are like the three really defining artists did you discover ray charles in the movie or do you think it was just on accident i think it was by accident because like i said i kind of dabbled in this r&b you know 50s 60s gospel stuff i just found it really yeah gripping um not not for religious reasons or anything i just really liked the music uh-huh. and i stumbled across ray charles through nat king cole through you know everyone everyone in that area it just I found a lot of something about Ray Charles was um, passion. Passion was something I, I loved a lot. Um, and then I think the next giant band that it, it probably defined me more than all three of these bands is probably Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails has oh, yeah, I didn't cons- see that coming. yeah, it's the most consuming band. I I probably they're probably my, my most listened to band on my phone. Really, probably older or newer stuff. All of it. I love it all. Yeah. I do prefer the older stuff, but I still love the new stuff. I have to say, I know it's a lot of programmed drums, but those are some of the hardest songs to play drums. Oh yeah, no. Some, I mean, I know, I know. Uh, Jason Freeze, right? Was uh, it Jason Freeze that played the drums? Josh Freeze was Josh Freeze. Freeze. Josh now Freeze. they have a kid named Elon. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name, but Ruben, and he plays in Angels and Airways. Plays in Nine Inch Nails. He's like a that long haired dude. Yeah, like yeah, he's like a kind of froey. Yeah, yeah. He's excellent. I mean, he he fits that band. No, yeah, no, no. And I, I. I Nine Inch Nails was I think I think I discovered Nine Inch Nails somewhere in, in early high school too. I was just consumed by like the like the bands like the Misfits and Nine Inch Nails. I really liked this. 
obsession with darkness. Mm-hmm. Like the Misfits, they're they're singing this very happy, you know, standard tuning punk music, but they're talking about like slaughtering people and like you know like zombies like eating people, and that's all they sing about. You know who's like that, but on a different level, Weezer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Weezer, Weezer. So Weezer is a band that I've always respected a I love lot Weezer. in I that love. direction. Uh-huh. I very I I. Like I said, I, I'm not really the biggest fan of the other pop punk, uh-huh. but they're obviously a little different. They're in a different area where nerd, nerd punk, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's like it's a very fun way. Like, and 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 you know me, it's fun. Like I really try to have fun, mm-hmm. and what's the point of doing it if you're not having fun? And they obviously they bring the they bring the heat. Like I, I was listening to um I was listening to Hashpipe, yeah. um, and I was like, man, that song was hard. I'm like, just the Bum, bum, gum, bada, bum, yeah. bum, I just all of it just sounds phonically. They're great. They're great. They but, really are. Uh, I guess the contrast though, you're you're hearing a wall of sound, but yet underlying just a whole different context of right. That's my point. Weezer just kind of masters that. Oh yeah, no, they're definitely good. They're definitely their own thing. No one can. I don't think anyone can sound like Weezer either. I think people can sound like Green Day. But the thing about what like Weezer is playing is super simple. Yeah, you, I always think of everything in drum language. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But like, Pat Wilson is. Phenomenal drummer, just oh, yeah. gonna lay it back and just play it. Oh yeah, not a lot of guys can do that. Oh yeah, for sure. But sorry, I know we keep going on tangents about influences, <laughs> but um, so what band? When was your first experience in a band? My first experience officially in a band, I was I played in a in a band called Blackmail, um, and it was like a bunch of kids from the school, and we we really only played in the garage. We never left that. Um, except for um, the first show. The first show, it was with Blackmail, and we played at a house party. How old were you at the time? Uh, 15. Oh, good. And my mom doesn't know this, so she's listening to this. Ugh, she's gonna... sorry, so I, at the time, <laughs> I was working at Little Caesars, and they kind of hooked. I got hooked up with all these pizzas, right? Uh-huh. And one night, um, I was like, I got invited to this party. And it was a, I don't know if it was a Friday or Saturday night. So then, like, the week before, someone was like, hey, man, you should totally play with this band in this in the house party. And I'm like, eh, you know, like, I'd love to, but I don't know if we're good. And they were like, well, here, you do this. You bring us pizzas, and you can play. The, you can play, and we'll just, it'll be, it'll be fun. So what happened was I went to work, came back from work with a bunch of pizzas. But I had to change and get all my stuff ready to go to this thing. So I had, I probably had. Dude, I probably had twelve pizzas. I'm not even talking. I'm not. It's up here, bro. Like, the, like I'm carrying so many pizzas, and I'm like, my mom's gonna be like, why the fuck do you have twelve pizzas? And I, and I was so I left it outside in the on the patio real quick. Went inside. I changed all my clothes. I got my guitar, and at the time I had a, a like a Marshall valve state, and and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to walk by my mom and be like, hey, taking off. Um, I decided not to do that. I decided to sneak. Um, I decided to break out the window. It's so so cringy looking back at this. I broke. I ripped the netting oh, of the of the uh, of the screen. Yeah, and I climbed out that way, and all the pizzas are sitting there. <laughs> and I and it was down. It was down the other side of the neighborhood. So I'm walking down the street with Marshall Valve State, twelve pizzas about, and a guitar, knowing I'm going to be there. And we played the first show. It was the first show. It was all covers. It was all like. Black Flag and Bad Religion and, you know, the Descendants type of stuff. And and it was only, like, 30 minutes. That was my first ever technically show. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. I, I That was actually probably the most 
I think everyone was just drinking, you know, high school drinking, and it just was the most fun. Don't you wish you go be the fly on the wall though, and back in time and watch it? Yeah, though? it's probably probably gross, <laughs> but it was probably sick. It was probably sick. Yeah, it was probably a good experience. Either yeah, way. yeah. So that was your first taste of live music. Um, and I was just a guitarist. I wasn't even a vocalist. I was just I was just playing guitar. Now, you, how how long after that do you start uh, Brett Fox slipping outrageous? How many years? And I oh. didn't. I started. I mean, I always wrote. So even since I was in, so like I said, I, I like since I taught myself how to play guitar, I was fascinated by the construction of music. Music construction was something I've always appreciated deeply, and I've always wrote poetry. I'm sure that in totes in my house, wherever they are, I'm sure I got a ton of loose leaf paper with a bunch of random poems all over it. Like I'm talking hundreds, maybe even a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that some I know one of those songs came with me all the way to the crowbar situation, which came out in 2020. Um, I mean, something outrageous didn't start until 2019. Okay. That's pretty but recent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's, now, my, it's my own project. I was never my own until then. So did you? what was your development of uh, like types of guitars? Were you always a Strat guy? Or how did that come about? I mean, I'm not really a Strat guy. Sorry if I said that. No, right. no, no, no. I, I, I'm not really any guy. I, I like guitars that that are simple mm-hmm. and don't because when i when i play guitar i strum like i'm trying to start a lawnmower <laughs> and it, as long as it's not digging into my forearm that's cool so i i noticed that the guitars i like a lot are les paul juniors those ones feel the best in my hands and then the the width of the necks are usually just right mm-hmm. um i also i do like tellies i just wish the necks were a little bit fatter mm-hmm. um i have to find the c-shaped ones instead of the u-shaped ones um um, are you playing tube heads, uh, solid state heads? What do you? Currently, I'm I'm using only uh, I'm using only tube. I'm using uh the the Marshall Super Lead. I have a JMP, and then I had that. I sent that one off to go get modded with the nice. dual gain mod, nice. which is I mean that's insane. It's a very Angus Youngy, clear but high output tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got with recording. I use I use that JMP, and then I use two greenbacks. Um, with extra with an attenuator, so I'm just getting as much output as I can. And then for the live rig, I got a four by twelve Marshall something, and then I got a uh, like a 1960s, and then I got a, a DSL. Nice. Yeah. So going recording this album, did you start? Like, did you feel like you were learning anything? I mean, is there a different? Uh, the first album or no, the this new one? one? You're, the one you're recording now. The one I'm recording now, I have much better gear than the first album. The first album, I had a custom amp, and I had like, uh, what I don't even know what I had as a base. I guess I was trying to say, did you? You feel more inspired. Did you start to hear? Do you feel like your ear developed this time around? Oh yeah, nice. And I think that's everybody. Yeah. Look at any band ever. Their first album is always a little weird. Everyone. And it's very rare that you get an album like the Cars. Like their first album is their best album. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. Oh, like the Misfits. In my opinion, their first album is just, oh my god. Um, it's rare that that works. And even then, if you, the Misfits, their first album is that good. I mean, it, it, their most recent-ish stuff. I mean, it sounds nothing like it. It's always just finding what you like and getting the getting to know yourself too. So, uh, what is there like a projected date when that's going to come out? No, or, no. Okay, let me put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I don't have a date yet. I'm waiting to to figure more things out about it. I really want to get it right. It sounds so good. Like I wish, I wish I could talk. I wish I could do it more and show it more mm-hmm. because it sounds great. Carlos is the one that was. Um, nice. He's good at what he's, he does. He's been. He's so good. I like I told him I told him right to his face I'm like I don't want to work with anyone else but you 
nice. from now on. I just I like what you do that well, and, and like him and him and I are so cool. Mm-hmm. It just it's so he's so it's effervescent too. He's working, and his fingers are moving at lightning speed, and things are just getting done magically. And he sounds so good, and his his ear is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's good at what he does. Oh yeah. So um. After the album, is there like plans to put a, a band together and tour or gig and yes, I do plan on going on tour this summer. Nice, maybe maybe this fall. Nice. It's going to be a West Coast tour. Nice, yeah. And there are any venues that you've always wanted to play that are kind of on that list? No, I will play anywhere. Really, I will play house parties. To, <laughs> I, I well, I did play a good chunk of house parties. You know, back you know, punk is not you know, really in the limelight right now as far as playing in venues really mm-hmm. um especially in somewhere like north carolina and like i said i you know and in the military that kind of it was like everyone was throwing parties and like because like, you're young everyone's like 18 19 i got this house let's throw a party and then mm-hmm. you just got a bunch of bachelors buying three hundred thousand dollar houses and you're just throwing parties in them now you bring up the military experience uh, did that after that experience did that make you want to play music more or how did that album? i never stopped no i'm just saying like once you got out of the military did it make you want to jump back even heavier Oh man, so sorry if no, 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 no. So, I I think something drastically changed from the. I think that I was the same person from high school all the way till the end of the military, mm-hmm. and then when I got out of the military, I got, I got a brain tumor, and that's that's Jesus. why they that's why they retired me. They gave me a full retirement, and I think that there was a lot of, at the time I was extremely, I was also very religious there's a lot of back and forth things going on with that i essentially had a lot of hate i i I was like why me essentially why me and i really questioned everything and then i i realized and then and then my retirement package came back and i'm like i'm 20 i'm 21 years old and i'm retired for the rest of my life how long ago was this 2019 oh jesus christ dude yeah, so for the rest of my life, I'm going to be retired. And and I'm like and it's good money for the you know, and I get and my 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 healthcare is covered and everything. And there was a good chunk of time where I was just so mad and I was so I was also also dealing with the medical side of it. I was dealing with a lot of things when that happened. Mm-hmm. And the I think something clicked. I, I like I, like we were just talking about, I think every 7 years or so, something happens and it changes you and it defines you. And I decided to I was not this like we're talking I was I was so much more I think I was I think I was more selfish I think I was a more selfish person I didn't care about a lot more things I didn't care about other people I don't think I cared about family I don't think I cared about a bunch of things I do think that comes with maturity and growing up but I do believe that somewhere I snapped and said what's the point of me being so pissed at the world or so angry at people when it's no one's fault, and I have been given an, a great hand. So why not take advantage of it and make everyone around you happier? And, and, and well, well, the tumor, it, it, scared, it scared me in the way, because at the time, I didn't know how severe it was. I didn't know what was going on. Your brain automatically goes to the worst, you know, the worst thoughts possible. Defense mechanism. Yeah, and, and there was times where I'm like, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Am I going to die? And you're like, you're like, you know, when you find out you're not going to die, it's it's kind of like, it's kind of like a car almost hitting you. 
you see the car coming and you're, you know, and it veers and it just misses you. That's what it feels like. And then I, it's kind of like, dude, I know it's so cliche to say it, but you got one life, man. Yeah. You have to make this one count. Mm-hmm. There's no going back and there's no change in it. And you might as well try to be that guy that everyone thinks, hey, that's, that's Brett. He's trying to smile. He comes in here. He wants to say hi to everyone and he wants to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. And that's something my dad taught me. My dad taught me I, one of the best lessons he probably has ever told me is when you go to work, say hi to everyone and then say goodbye to everyone. And you always do that. Every, all the time. <laughs> every time. And I never have stopped. And, yeah. it, and, it, and it helps. I think that a lot of people – I think that a lot of people see positivity in that. I look around and I see not enough energy in the world. Well, everyone's on their own track focused. Yeah, yeah, but but what's I get that, but it's like I'm not obviously I wouldn't say I hope you get a brain tumor to reevaluate, but it's like man, some people need to be re- reevaluated. Rattled. You know, yeah, it's just like you know, you see someone you know, get yelling at a customer service person at like a McDonald's or something. And you're like, bro, reevaluate your life. That bad, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's like, it's like, man, I just, I, I, I get so passionate about it where I, and I, and nothing, I, I didn't, it's not like I saw a video or anything. I just came to this conclusion. I'm like, you got to live this life, dude. And you got to make it the best life and you got to start smiling more and you got to start being happy more. And you guys got to do what you want to do. And don't let anyone tell you that you can't because Someone, you could die in a car crash and you can't allow that to happen. You can't allow, you can't allow that day before that you just had to not amount to anything. Well, most people that die had plans for the next week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, that, that just sentence, simple sentence right there scares the fuck out. Scares the hell out of me. No, no, it definitely, it's scary, you know, and that, and you know, my heart sinks every time I talk about it because it's like, I'm sorry if I brought it up. No, dude, dude, it's not like that. It's every time that we talk about like, dude, regret is the worst feeling. Regret is the worst feeling. Mm-hmm. It's something that is taken from you, and you can't see it back. My mom dated a guy named Ledge. He was a DJ. He was a DJ out in Florida. I lived in Tampa for a bit, and he was a radio show host. He did a bunch of he did a bunch of stuff for the Buccaneers, and he did a bunch of entertainment stuff. And he was really good at what he did. And he was like a stepfather. My mom my mom saw him for years, a long time, and he became like a really good stepdad to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up splitting, and I ended up going separate ways. And like I like I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, it comes with maturity to realize who you were as a kid. And and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this guy Ledge, Scott Ledger, um, he was such a great guy to me. He really cared about me, and and I wasn't even his kid. And he died. He died uh, about two years ago. Oh, yeah, maybe a year and a half ago now. Two years ago. And, and man, I – just never talked to him, you know? And this guy was like a stepfather to me for a good chunk of my developmental years from like around, he was there when I got my first guitar. He was standing right there next to me. And I can't talk to him. I can't say, you know, like, hey, I love you for that, you know? And and then it's so crazy that he had a podcast that he was doing right before he, he passed. He was talking about um, the same thing I'm talking about right now. And... I went and listened to it after he passed away and I'm like, whoa. And and I don't know. And then and then there was a there and then it's like, man, you never know, you know, and then and not too long, like right right before that or right after that, somewhere too, my great grandfather passed away. This is one of the nicest guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And I I I left New York when I moved to Arizona and I said to myself, I'm gonna tell my great grandpa, you have changed me as a person. And I never did. Ugh. And 
dude, it's like I know that sounds so like. Well, empathy is not a weakness. Yeah, it's just like I think I, you kind of mentioned it softly, like when you're young, you just it's like you versus. You don't know. Yeah, you don't understand how the wor- world works. Yeah. I still don't know how the world works. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. It's just that regret is the one that, dude, you can't, you can't like take it back. Like yeah. when you die, your money, it's not going with you. Your 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 house, it's not going with you. None of it's going with you. You gotta you gotta leave something behind that makes people go, "Hey, remember that time that 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 guy was just so nice." Change it changes you, and you pass it on, man. I do really believe that that's how it works. Yeah, I really do believe that's how it works. No, I, I do. I I think a lot a lot of people do, but they just word it differently here and there. But yeah. just energy in is energy out. Oh yeah, and it works. Yeah, I think a lot of people will. I I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of people will say that and then claim that they do that, but they don't. I think a lot of people be like, "I am this thing." I am this. I don't even know. I don't I fu- even know. I fuck up all the time, dude. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. It, takes, it takes a lot of practice. And yeah. honestly, I've been, like I said, I'm grateful that I've been given the hand that I've, I, I'm retired. I wake up in the morning kind of whenever I want and do whatever I want. Yeah. And it's like, it gives you the ability to think about your life and think about who you are. It does. And I have the advantage to do that as a 25 year old, a 25 year old per- kid. I'm a kid. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I look at other 25-year-olds, and I I just, I don't know. I feel like that I understand a lot more things exponentially. I'm, it's, it's, it's hiking up really fast. The past couple of years, it's like, boom, I realize this. Boom, I realize what yeah. family is. Yeah. I realize who this is, you know, and I don't know. There's so much to it. I get really, I get really worked up about it. I write about that a lot. That's good. I write about it a this lot. It's a good place for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad and a good place oh, for yeah. you. But. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, that was pretty heavy and really um, good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Brett, I think you have a lot of influence in the right places, is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I think. You know, and I, and I started. So, it's interesting. I have this ridiculous TikTok, dude. It, I just post skits of random bullshit, and I do random stuff. It's usually, It's just comedy. And I've had a few people message me, few as in five or so, message me in my life and just say something like, hey, man, your videos, I look forward to your videos. Yeah. You know? And I, I think for some people, that doesn't hit as hard, but it really hits me. Oh, it affects me, too. I just want to, like, dude, it's like, that's great. Like, I just want to, people smiling is, like, the coolest thing to me. You understand that one action probably changed the course of their whole day. Yeah. You go hug a kid. One, one person texted me. They said, I had a bad day. I had the, one of the worst days ever, and I came across your channel, and I watched all your videos, and now I'm going to bed smiling. That's what he said in his entire text. Yeah. If it was a he or she, I didn't click on their profile, but that's what they said. Nice, and, and I just did the emojis. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you because I I do I don't just say thanks. You know, I I try to be like I really do appreciate everything you say. Well, this sounds cliche too, but social media is a weapon of uh, emotion. I don't know how to say it. Like. You can do so much with it and hurt yourself at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and that's when it starts to be cool. That's when it starts to be good. Yeah, but you can also go the wrong way, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I totally agree with that. Well, I mean, everyone has their personal views, blah, 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 but yeah. I'm just saying, but if you're putting good out, we just said, if you're putting good out there and making people laugh, or maybe I'll do a drum video and someone's like, you know what, I should practice more. And then yeah. they find a band. That's great. That's so sick to me. You I just, love that. You just created some root system of actions. That makes me so happy, dude. I used to not have the drive I have, dude. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy. I just used to not have this. I used to not have a drive. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Now it's like, man, I love to see people grow. I love to see people 
get better at things. Like, like I don't even know. Like my brother, my brother, I have a, he's now 19. Um, he is one of the smartest kids ever. He's like, he, he, he was, he just grades were phenomenal. He works out. He's just a good dude. He's just a good kid. And something, like I said, this exponential understanding of life. I love this kid. I love my brother. And he is going to, he, I'm telling you, put my money on it on this podcast. Come back in years. Uh-huh. He is going to be in the top easy half a percent of money coming in. And he's going to be changing the world for the for people. He's going so. to, he's going to be, I can guarantee you that, that Tyler Fox is going to be a name that you're going to hear. I hope so. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. Now, do you think uh, as humans in social media, we get caught up on the competition numbers? Because I find myself kind of like looking at something and like wishing I had that and getting mad at reason why I didn't have that. Do you think that's kind of like uh, the bad side of social media is what I'm trying to say? I think it can be. Yeah. But if you just don't allow it to happen. Yeah. Um, I think that everyone wants something for yeah. sure. It's just that it might mean a little different. It's definitely like, you know, you see someone that has millions or whatever and you're like, oh man, I want this recognition. But it's like let's let's say hypothetically, boom! I snap my fingers. You have that recognition. You don't know how to handle it. Now what? Yeah. Now what? What what changed in your life, really? You know, and and I I do I totally understand that. I do think that some people can get really obsessive, yeah. and I do believe that a lot of these social media companies, as of recently, um, with this whole verification to get you know verified, wow. you know, free free social media platforms have learned to monetize their free customers. You know, and and it's working. Um, but what is it, the worth of it if it's it, everywhere? Exactly. Yeah. It, exactly. When ev- if everyone's blue check mark, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Everyone's just paying fifteen dollars for a free app. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I totally understand. I don't. I, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing as far as. I think there's a difference between being like competitive and wanting to do being determined than getting jealous of the next guy. I, I'm a firm believer of past that guy. I know it's. I know that sounds crazy, and I know it sounds super, like, you know, cutthroat, like really, like to the point, and a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like, I see people get really worked up about. I know someone who. I know someone. I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm just going to be blunt. They suck. They're not a good influencer, and they're not good at what they do. And they still. I, it's been years. It's been years since this person's been doing it, and they have the same count. And they get so mad. They're so passionate, so angry at like the everything they're doing. And it's like, dude, it's on your phone. Walk away. Yeah. Do something else, man. It's not meant for you. It's just not meant for me. It's not meant for. I don't think it's meant for the people who are getting the money. I think I don't know. Yeah. I think that there's. Like, I think that, like I said, the social media companies have learned how to monetize Feelings. their users. Yeah. And will they create addictive? You know, time as much time on the screen as possible. That's great for their ad uh, revenue. Relevancy is kind of the key, I think. Always feeling like you got to stay relevant. Yeah, I think that's like the human. I, I I don't have the right words, but I think always trying to prove yourself. Yeah, and that's and that's been for forever too. Yeah, that's been since fucking you know kings and queens. You yeah. know they wore velvet. To, well, I'm to just saying it's, it's a tap great. on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we had like kind of a scary conversation the other day. Um, and this is something I, I think is getting pushed more into mainstream media. Uh, AI. AI. Yeah. I know we kind of have like a – it freaks me out personally. I think AI is terrifying. Yeah. I, I really I, – I don't think the world is – I think I'm – so so I didn't even tell, I didn't even tell you this. Uh, probably about six months ago, 
um, I had a dream that I, and I don't have a lot of vivid dreams. I had a dream that my dad woke me up on the couch in New York and said, this isn't a dream. This is reality. And AI were at war with each other. And we didn't know who they were. It's like, let's like think of a celebrity. Like think of like Jake, Jake Paul, for example, or Logan Paul, the Paul brothers. For all we know, they're not even real. They're not even real people for all we know. Jesus. And the thing is, is that's what's going to happen with AI. And I think that people are not even going to be real. And I think that they're, they're not going to have accountability for some decisions that are going to be made. And, and I think it's going to take jobs. I, I, I think that, so I saw a study recently that, that it looked at the graduating class of 2021 and asked, um, what do you want to be? And I want to say, I want to say the number was 18 or 20 something percent wanted to be an influencer or YouTuber. That is, that's a lot. Um, that's almost a quarter of people yeah, that 20%. want to be on your, on the screen all the time. So that's 70, that's, that's 25% of the population gone. Um, because influencer AI is going to take over. Why, why would it, why would Walmart, I heard that Walmart is building this AI based off of cookies of like website views and based off of what you look at in your emails and stuff. Like hypothetically, I think Jennifer Aniston is, is goddess. Mm -hmm. So what it probably, it probably does is it'll probably make an AI as a Walmart brand to specifically show to me, Hey, this is what, this is what stuff you should buy. And what's the point of buying an of having an influencer work for you. If you can just program this one to say what you want and do what you want. Well, you don't have to worry about that influencer doing something bad or crashing a car drunk. You know what I mean? Like Taiwan or has Taiwan? Wait, somewhere, somewhere, I don't know. One of these countries, they have the first ever fully AI news reporter. That is terrifying because that news reporter has no emotion tied to that, or someone can program it to say something and there's no accountability. And you can say something that can trigger a mass panic. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that, I think it's, I think it's starting off small. I think that it's going to work its way into. I think it's going to – I think just because we're talking about music here, it's going to absolutely wreck music. Yeah, that's what this, that's where my scare, my fear comes from. You know, you did dedicate your whole life for me and just uh, playing drums. And then – so what if there's a program that goes bloop? Right. And it just laid tracks for your whole album. Get, and get this. This is what I, I'm thinking is going to happen. And this is, this, is an unt- this is an original Brett Fox idea. Remember – Pandora, you know Pandora Radio, yeah, right? Yeah. You type in a band that you like. And it gave you, like, suggestions. It gives you Nine Inch Nails Radio, yeah. right? And it gives you all the bands that are like Nine Inch Nails, Rob Zombie, uh, whatever. There's a bunch, you know, it gives you everything. Mm-hmm. What if Nine Inch Nails Radio was fully AI? And what it did was it only took the elements of Nine Inch Nails, the voice, the music, the construction, and completely generated music. So there's not even a reason for you to look at other bands. Because if it's your favorite band, what and, and, and so I think it's going to be like, next song is going to come with a little download button, and it's a completely generated song, and you can decide to keep that song, like like how we download any song now. And it's like, the, the artist isn't even making the music anymore, so what's the point of you even wanting to go look at other musicians? Um, I don't know. That's that's a real fear of mine. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I mean... I think that's going to happen. I, I still think that we're humans, there's an element there that will fight it. Like, I still think... I don't know. I still think people are going to still fight it. Oh yeah, people are going to be like, "I want to see a live show." Yeah, I want to. I want to know a person's mind behind the music. So I don't know if you do. You do what I do, but I, I start to think like, "Well, what do I have? Like two, five years, seven years?" Like I started to do that like 
Titanic. Like, I think before 2025. No, I, I, I like what I'm saying. Like regardless of when you think, it's just like I start to kind of get in this countdown mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's scary. It makes me want to do a lot more. Yeah, but then again, I'm also feeding it because I want new technology. Yeah. I want to go buy whatever, whatever. So it's like it's contradictive. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. I just think that I just think that it's it's. I think that like like the masses of people look at the pop music, popular music, not just pop music as the genre, but popular music. You know, it's mostly sheep music. It mostly is. Let's be honest. And and that's how most people are going to consume music. I was I was just talking to my friend, and she was she told me that she likes music just to have it on. She doesn't actually care about the lyrics. She doesn't care about what it is as long as it sounds good. That's all she cares about. Mm-hmm. And AI is really good at that. AI is really good at generating extremely tasteful music. I don't know. I start thinking my 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 real fear at the end of the day is obviously I won't be useful as a musician, but my fear is what happens when when companies start getting incentivized to drop you know their little their little trail of whatever trying to make you think in your music you know because you never know if it's being ai generated it's it's all about money it's all about what makes you buy yeah you know and it's a fear it's a real fear of mine i heard that michael jackson is i i heard this i heard that michael jackson's team and everyone wants to make an official discography record of michael jackson to go on as an official discography dude's dead yeah he doesn't he can't consent to that in my opinion you can't just do that um I would be very upset if that's the way it's going, because yet again, what's the point of even any new musicians? What's the point of it? But I think we got to fight that, though. Yeah, I just don't. I but I think most people don't fight, and I think most people are those sheep that just listen to the whatever is on and don't sit. And they're not gonna fight. And I think that the clubs, they're always. I think there will always be clubs. I think there will always be. I just think that I don't think they're gonna get any bigger. I don't. I don't think live music is going to come back the way it used to be in like the nineties in the 80s before the instant download social media world back when you had to go to a show to buy the record you know or do something buy the shirt you know it's not like that anymore and it's never going to be i don't think well everything changes yeah that's like i mean we get all long for the past now 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 the question is how do we adapt that's the that's the real question is damn i don't even know what's going to happen in the next two years i don't even know how i'm going to adapt yeah because you look around and you got and these microphones are they even going to be what we need? Well, what, just the idea of a new social media platform jumping out of nowhere. You right, got, you got to jump on that one. Right, and try to get a head start. You know what right. I mean? Right, and it's just like, come on, man. Yeah, it's like as musicians, and I, and I said this to you the other. I just like, I'm tired of doing. It. I I don't care about social media. I just want to play music. I just want to have fun. And if people like it, that's all I care about. It's just that you are kind of forced in today's day of age to do follow trends yeah. and make content. And it's like I really don't want to. Yeah, but do you feel like now, as a musician, regardless if you play guitar, drums, whatever, you have to be a master of all the trades. Like, you got to learn how to record yourself. you got to be hip to, you know, content making. You have to promote your shows. I think I think you have to. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. I hate it. I, I, I'm dragging myself with some of the content I have to do. And, and, I mean, I know that is for a lot of people. I know that's for a lot of people. It takes a lot out of you. I've never heard, I've never heard a musician go, man, I really can't wait to post... <laughs> not about my music today, and not, and talk about this food. I gotta keep the algorithm looking at me. Yeah, yeah. No, no one. I can't, I can't wait. Like, no. What they want to do is just play music. Yeah. I've never heard that. And and I rather play video games than worry about that. Yeah. You know that's I mean? why. That's why. That's why social media managers are like right now at an all time high of hiring and really? they got. Oh yeah, they got like these 
There's well, I can see com- why, obviously, but I didn't know yeah. that was a thing. There's this, there's this, like in the Philippines or something like that. One, one of these nations, I don't know. But they got, they got these social media managers. You pay them, and they're like these little mini companies, and they take care of. They don't. It's not like it's not illegal. They're not like buying you followers. They're just updating and seeing what you're doing, and and you hire them out of pocket to have like a secure password link with them that they can't change, but they can access to your social media, and they can like juggle for you and like post stuff and like like people and make sure that the instagram knows that this thing is always running yeah but what happens when everyone has that exactly how do you stand out I, there has to I, I i know this sounds crazy but i think that there will eventually with this expansion of ai and tech just just exploding i think that ai i think that social media will be irrelevant just because i was talking about this the other day radio radio was like the shit when yeah, it, it was always on. Radio was sick when it was. We just came out. There was there was there was an early radio. There was no commercials. It was just music getting like transferred over to a different type of wax tape. It was every time. That's all it was. And then commercials started happening because people learn how to monetize yeah. what you're listening to. Money. Then TV came out. FM radio came out because AM started you know being useless. FM frequencies are better. And then. TV was killing it. TV is now the shit. Every household has one TV. And now it's like radio is irrelevant in a way. Because now if I turn on the radio right now, it's usually just ads and usually commercials. Uh And it's usually pop music. Um, Now TV is starting to do that. Now you you turn on the TV. Honestly, you go on cable. You're getting getting 10 minutes of commercial. Ten minutes commercials. I don't think I really remember the last time I watched like. Yeah, be- yeah. because why not? Because now there's streaming services, yeah. and now there's social media, and now we're in this time where social media. You, you think of YouTube. Remember, YouTube didn't have ads. You didn't have all these things, oh. but now they do. And now, what's going to happen is now they're learning how to monetize it. There's going to be some new form of entertainment that you didn't think was possible. People when the when, when the radio just came out, they couldn't imagine TV. TV couldn't imagine. I know, so media. it kind of makes it. Kind of makes it like not worth freaking out because you have no control of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess it's just it's definitely a I don't know. I I am going to bet you my my top dollar that influencer age will die very soon. There will be no need for models. There will no need for influencers, and you're going to be left with a lot of people who don't know what to do with their life because they sat there and tried for years to do something and it didn't mean anything at the very. end of the day. Not yeah. that I'm trying to be influencer. I'm just saying, but it's still scary in the art of. Well, I don't consider musicians influencers. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking people who go, oh, I want to post videos of me playing GTA, and uh, like you know, being rambunctious, and I want, I want to be like, whoever the top YouTubers are. I'm not too sure. I know, yeah. I know, PewDiePie, PewDiePie is like a giant one. I don't follow it. I just mean musicians' sake. I, I just think that's important for culture, humanity is musicianship. Yeah. No, think, for sure. Yeah, I, I do think there will always be this top echelon of people that are like the sheep that will just smile and do whatever you know. Uh, fine, as long as my name's on it, I don't care what you do with my music and you know flip it around and do whatever. And, but there will, I think there will always be a group of punks. I think, quote unquote, punks. There will always be this people that are kind of against the man with the with that and just want to see live music and just want to be a part of a community. But doesn't that kind of make it big all over again? I think most people are going to be. I mean, think about it. Think about how much time people spend on the phone. Yeah. That's what's going to happen with 
with it. And I think I'll, I think most people are going to stop. I think most people are going to stop caring. I mean, it's scary. I mean, it's not ticket, fun to talk about. Scalpers, like, ticket scalpers, ticket scalpers. Like, I mean, Taylor Swift's tickets are insane. Yeah, and she was. I mean, everybody. Well, I'm everyone. trying to get Foo Fire tickets right now. They're and, insane, dude. Yeah. And well, they haven't even gone pre-sales already wiping them out. You know, it's insane. And you got to have a certain credit card to get into the pre-sale. It's insane. So you gotta like apply for a credit card to get in. So it's like what? Like yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's I think that's a very interesting thing that's happening to the people by the masses. I think what's happening is the way that social media has affected celebrities is interesting. What happened is now, so celebrities are a premium figure. We look at we look at celebrities for political advice. We look at celebrities for monetary advice, moral advice in general. Because this is what happens. You go and you spend your top dollar to go see a concert, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I go and see, I don't know, any, any band. I don't even care. Pearl Jam. Or I just threw a band out there. Mm-hmm. Let's say I spent $500 of my hard-earned money to get this one ticket to see my favorite band, Pearl mm-hmm. Jam, whatever. And I'm not saying Eddie Vedder would ever do that. But let's say he says something political or says something moral. Maybe correct or incorrect, whatever. The thing is, is that this high, I spent, I spend my hours a day working to accumulate this much money to spend it, to listen to the, this mass psychology of celebrities stating what they don't, they don't know what they're talking about. A lot of these actors and actresses and musicians, they don't know anything, but the fact that social media, we're paying for that now. You're you're paying a, a premium for a ticket to go even see them when it used to not be that way. Yeah. That makes it so subconsciously. You, you tie your emotions to your money yeah. most, you, you know, and it, and that's, that's kind of, we're looking up to people who don't know what they're talking about. And I yeah. think that's, I think that's definitely affecting music. I think that's affecting I, ideas across the board. I think that's affecting the economy. I think that's affecting a lot of things. It's scary. It's a scary thing that I'm curious to see what's going to, I see the strings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I look at social media. I don't know if you do. I see YouTube and I look at the out, the video it wants me to watch, and I see the strings. I, I see why they want me to watch it, and I see why they why they care so much to push it out to me. Yeah. And I see what the whole goal is for the push of people. And I see it, and I refuse. I refuse to. I refuse to be that. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. yeah, and that's what my most of my music's about. Is no, that, no, not, that there's idea. nothing wrong with that. That's actually like we were talking about. Rebels are just important as anything else in the world yeah yeah and i do th- like i said i th- think there's a group of people that will demand music yeah they will demand i want to go to the show i think that's important i do and i know that will never change well, i'm just saying there's a huge value in guys like you or for the same mission the mindset I, I i i see a lot of value there yeah so sure. keep doing what you're doing oh yeah for sure yeah i i, I really i i think like i have i have a kind of a, a rule of thumb if if it's not something really crazy like serial killing if you have an idea, usually other people have it too. If you like something, usually other people like it too. Whether it's anime, obscure anime, as long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah, as long as you're not hurting anyone. As as long as if you enjoy something, if you enjoy this movie, this cult movie, or if you enjoy, if you're passionate about, I don't know. Like I watched, I watched the video um, on how to make a fairy house in the wild, <laughs> and this video had like three hundred thousand views. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've never even heard of this. Yeah. Other people, other people are interested in what you're doing in a mm-hmm. way, and I do believe that there will always be that group of people that want to see the see the see the show at the small bar or the the venue up close. But I think most of the people will transition to the music and the will spend the six hundred dollars to see their people 
in the in the stadium and you know take their selfies and leave before the last song i think that is what most people are going to always do and i think it's not going to change yeah and wait till ai gets involved now you're not even really what are people even doing at that point oh my god yeah you're supposed to be excited about the future yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's scary, dude. Yeah, you're supposed to be like, yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, and now it's not like that. It, it's the past year, AI has really became this. I think it's past what you think and oh, what yeah. that guy thinks. I mean, not putting yourself down or above, but I just think there's more down the pipeline. It's already, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree. So let's end this on a good note. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. So Brett Fox and Something Outrageous, What I know we talked about you recording the album. And but I want to. What's next? Like after the album, you said there's a West Coast tour. So like I said, I am that that album, uh, uh, the Struggle Bus is going to come out after the one I'm working on called Plump. That's going to be coming out sometime in the summer here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be more of like a garage rock sound. I think the next album that I've been working on for this year is going to be a little bit more polished and a little bit more produced. Um, but this one is way more kind of like bare bones type of thing mm-hmm. um and i am going way. i think i'm going a different direction than the crowbar situation i think i'm going a little bit more hardcore in general um and then that's what's going to happen i'm going to be going on tour um i've had people in my live streams that i do ask hey you should come to where do you stream columbus from? tiktok is actually the only place i do it okay i keep getting banned though and i don't even do anything wrong what is i don't know what you guys call it but what is the handle for that um, underscore Brett Fox. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, underscore Brett Fox for Instagram and You have an awesome name, by the way. Yeah, Brett Fox is, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm blessed for that one. It's a cool name. Yeah, it works. Um, but yeah, then that tour is going to happen probably after that tour. I'll, I'll, during the tour, I'll probably be playing the songs off the next album, The Struggle Bus, have that content ready to push out with the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be this year, I'm pretty sure. Good. So, uh, besides the obvious, what's the best re- place to reach out to you, in your opinion? Uh, YouTube is to see your previous albums. You said TikTok's the best place to reach out to you. Yeah, whatever. What uh, Underscore Brett Fox. I usually pop up as the first thing on all of it, mm-hmm. on, on Instagram and whatever. Yeah. Um, I do use, t- I use Twitter. I use all of it. It's just, um, I, I think that something about TikTok, it, people want to engage with you on TikTok. So, it, yeah. that's the, probably the best place to find me. Nice. Well, Brett, I really appreciate you coming down. Absolutely. Man. I, I really I want to do another episode, touch base with you after this tour. Maybe Dude, yes. meet up with you on the road and do it. That'd be sick. But I'm excited for you. Absolutely. Just fuck all the AI. Yeah, be excited. Fuck the AI, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just got canceled by AI, so. Oh. <laughs> you, go, you won't even hear the, You won't even hear this podcast. It won't even come out. <laughs> it's already deleted. <laughs> all right, Brett, thank you. Of course.